Uh, just reach out your hand to pray for Bob. Father God, thank you for Bob. Thank you for the message that he's going to bring us uh, this morning, Lord. Um, Holy Spirit, I just um, thank you that you dwell in this man all the time. And uh, we just ask, Lord, that you would strengthen the words that are from you um, as you place them in Bob's mouth this morning, Lord. And anything that needs to sit by the wayside, that that's where it stays, Father God. And that you would open our hearts um, to hear this message. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, I don't know where to go this morning, to be honest with you. Um, worship was so good. God's presence is here. And... Um, Two sermons. Well, I've got, I've got one sermon and a thought. A pre, what is known in Scotland as a precious thought, Paul, you know, and um, uh, and I just finding it very difficult to know what to do this morning, to be honest with you. Um, um, I think I'm going to go with a, just what I hadn't prepared. I, I had a great sermon prepared. It's an awesome sermon. It really is. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> It really is. You've got to know that before I preach because this is going to be, a, be different. But it's just in the whole atmosphere of worship this morning. Um, I think we're going to keep there and just flow with that. Um, and um, I just want to talk about taking a deep breath. Taking a deep breath. You know what it is in the natural? You just, um, you just breathe in and it's so relaxing and it's... It's so, well, we need it anyway. It gives us life. It gives us, it gives us something very special. It gives us just that physical strength. But also, when you take a deep breath, it's as if a release of just pressure, uh, a release of just something that just helps you. And I want to give you this morning um, five deep breaths, um, and I hope that it will help you to understand if I keep my phone and, and, and I've got one or two things on there that I hope it just it keeps us there. Is that okay with you? Just um, just to, to go with us this morning, and, and um, it may be short, but that's okay. But I just I just feel we need to need to stay there. I think God wants to just um, He wants us to be aware of, of of His presence in our lives. He really wants to know more and more and more in these difficult and troubled times. He really wants us just to to grasp the importance of, of his love and his presence because we are living in tough days, folks. Don't forget that. We are living in a new dimension of life that we've never known before. And we are going to be called upon to know the Father in a way we've never known before. And that means in our personal lives, as Paul was saying earlier on, that whole thing you mentioned there, Paul, and everybody else, Susie and uh, and, and the where is he? He's somewhere about. Dennis is somewhere about. Um, I just feel that we need to know that we need to just take a deep breath and just allow God to speak to us this morning and just guide us. And I want to give you five deep breaths, if I can just keep them on my phone. The first one is this. It's knowing I am... This is deep stuff this morning, folks. You know, this is deep theology, this. It's knowing I am loved. You know, we, we take these things for granted, but it's knowing I'm loved. 
If there's one thing that's important in life, it's knowing I'm loved. I know that Eileen loves me. Whether she likes it or not, I know she loves me. She, 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 she just loves me, and I love her. You know, in the natural, love is so important. That it was lovely to go down and, and see our great-granddaughter. This is, this is depressing. I'm, I'm a great-grandfather. You know, and to hold that wee girl, she's called Sunday. Um, um, so it's an unusual name, that's okay. Um, and uh, it's just great just to, to hold her and, 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 and love her. The nat- natural love is one of the most powerful ingredients that we need today. We are looking at a world where love is getting less and less and less. Just reading this morning in the news of, 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 the, of, of Afghanistan, where all the women are not allowed to go to, to, girls to, go to school now, and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's been a deprivation of so many situations because there's a powerful enemy today who wants to undermine anything that has any indication of love. That's so important. And one of the greatest um, part, parts of the Bible that I want to read about is, is in John chapter 4. And if you just turn, I'm just going, going to read it to you. It, uh, it is actually the woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, and it, it's found in, in verses 20, 28 to 30. And it says there, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. I believe today that we need to know this. Here's a woman who has found the gem of all gems. She had found Jesus. And she had found in Jesus a love that she had never, ever known before. And I think in our life today, as we serve God together, that we need to have, have this um, emanation of the love of God going out more and more, not, not, not just in preaching, but actually in just, um, just being who we are, being who we are. Because there's a verse that I was going to preach on about being pure, having pure gold. You the book of Job, pure gold. You know, when, when we are tested, we will come out as pure gold. And that, in that idea of gold, there's a luminosity, a luminosity in that, pure gold, because when we are tested, folks, as Christians, and if we follow what God has called us to do, we will come out in a very strong sense that we have been tested, because we are going to be tested. I really believe that, and I speak out that today very clearly, even in this country of ours, there's an anemicness about many Christians today, many churchgoers today, where there isn't that, and our prayer should be today, Lord, in our lives, let us know this fact that we are actually, we are actually loved. Wish I brought my notes down. Um, it's knowing I'm, I'm not alone, by the way, as well. I'm not alone. I am not alone. You know, I think we are living in a world where there's isolation all over the place. Isolation. Even, even in families. Breaking up of families. And if you go over to John chapter 1 again, you'll see there the idea of Nathaniel. You know, and, 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 and Nathaniel meets Jesus and you know the whole story there. Um, and, and, he, and, 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 and he said, how do you know me? How do you know me? He says, I saw you under the fig tree. And I think we need to realize this fact, that when we take that first deep breath, I'm loved. I really am loved. In a spiritual sense, I'm really loved. 
then also you've got to realize that he knows that we are not alone. We are not alone, folks, wherever we are. In your circumstances today, and there are many folk here this morning and also listening, they actually don't, um, you know, they, they feel alone, but you're not alone, folks. Hear what God is saying to you this morning. You are not alone. You're under your fig tree. You're under where God wants, where God has you. He knows where you are right now. He knows your condition. And I know one or two of you here have been through pretty tough times today. But let's realize this. Your fig tree is a place where God knows where you are. That's a key factor today. Many of us have different situations. Many of us have many, many challenges. But he knows today that we are there. And he knows exactly what we are like. And he knows what needs to happen there. And he knows exactly what's going to take place. Right now, our oldest son who works with Iris... Um, they've got to get out of their house on, on October the 8th, for instance. And he's nowhere to go. He's no home to go to. You know, Alan and Janet have nowhere to go to. <laughs> and um, they, they FaceTimed us last week and told us about this. Uh, <laughs> and typical son, he said, Dad, stop worrying. You know, I'm, I'm a father. Our fathers are supposed to worry sometimes, haven't they? You know, the family, you know. I'm a worrier. Well, I'm a, I am. A, I admit that. I'm a worrier at times. But Alan says, don't worry. Just pray that God will guide us to the next step for us. That was his, that was his picture there. Otherwise, he was under his fig tree. I don't know where the fig tree is going to be quite soon. But the point is this, that God knows. He knows. And I've got to take that lesson from my son whom I'm supposed to be a great example to, but I'm not. But he's telling me, don't worry, Dad. And God is saying to each one of us this morning, don't worry. He's saying, let's realize this fact that you are not alone. You're not alone. And I think we're living in a world where um, there isn't that community spirit anymore. I was brought up in a village um, and, and down the Clyde side in Scotland. And we knew everybody. You know, you, you walked out and you chatted to everybody and, and it was great just to be there. there. There was a community spirit there of friendliness where there was something very special. And I must say this, that when I think about that now, I think about my father who died when he was 93. Uh, he lived in the village all his life and everybody knew him. It got to the point that he actually, people, when people died, um, they called my father, not the minister, to bury them because he was so well known. And not only that, because he was someone that knew Jesus. And I believe today that there are people out there who see somebody and they saw my father and they knew there was, there, there was a godliness within him. And, and they, they, they came to him and they said, you're the one that's going to take my, my whoever it was. And I want you to, to just take that funeral then. When he, when he died himself, somebody ran over the road from where he lived. And he gave, she gave me a great big hug. And she said, I'm sorry to hear about your dad. I said, who are you? I don't know who you are. And it was just this, that he was a man who was there, who was under his fig tree. And in so doing, there was an emanation of luminosity that actually drew people to him about Jesus Christ. And I've never forgotten that. I've never, I never, I haven't shared that ever, really. But that's, that is something that's very important. It's knowing that I am not alone. That's the second deep breath. Just take that deep breath. Just say, I'm not alone. I am not alone. That's so, so important. And the third thing is this. It's knowing I'm not condemned. 
you know, earlier on there, the, the people were sharing about the fact that they, they were, they were, they, there was a, an offence there, and, and there, there was something that was very, very um, challenging, and it hurts. And there are times in life when people are hurt. Um, and if you go over to, to John chapter 8, you'll, you'll find there about the fact, um, about the, the woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, and you know the story there, he that's without sin cast the first stone. Um, uh, and, and you know, uh, many of us are good at condemning. And uh, many of us condemn Christians. I, I've done it. I confess I've done it. And I shouldn't have done it. Um, uh, and, and so often we are in the situation where, where we are in a very tough situation. But we are people who have been... We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, as the AV says. But the point is this, that we are somebody, each one of us, have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We have been changed. We have been, I'm, well, I'm born again. That's great. And I'm looking forward to the day when I'm going to get a new body. You know, that's going to be good, you know. Uh, uh, as you move on in life, you, you, it's a great hope that. But you know what I'm getting at there? Where, where it's knowing I'm not... People come and condemn us. People come and criticize us. Many times when I was a pastor down in, in Blandford Forum in Dorset, one, one, one lady, you know, was going to take me to court because I was helping someone who was, whom, I was, whom we were delivering from demons. And she was not pleased about that. Because we were, we were people who were born again. We are new creations. And she was going to take me to court because I was doing this. And somebody else came to me and looked, put a knife at me and said, you're the one that's causing all the problems. Walked along our street. Who, me? The point is this, she came with that knife. But the point is this, many condemn and so do we, folks. We need to get rid of condemnation. In the Bible it says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And to me, that's a very, very important factor when we realize this fact that we are people who, who don't condemn. And my prayer would be for, for, all, for all of us this morning that we realize that, that we are sons and daughters of the king. We are sons and daughters of the king. We, are, we, we have an inheritance that's incorruptible. It will never fade away. It's reserved in heaven for us. We've got a great inheritance, haven't we? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, I just can't imagine what it's going to be like. And for many of us, it's getting nearer and nearer and nearer and nearer. But the point is this, that we are people who are new creations. And God is calling us today to take this great deep breath of saying, I'm not condemned. Understand your salvation, folks. Understand what it means to you. Understand the fact that we, we have a, a life that will never end. That helps me at this moment in time. We have an inheritance. We are going somewhere to be with Jesus Christ. So as we live on this earth, I think one of the greatest witnesses to an evangelism is actually just to, to live a life that, that demonstrates the love and the power of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, I, I find that very, very special indeed because um, many people condemn people because of, of what they do and, and, and how they live. 
um, and, and so forth. But my prayer would be that we would be people who would appreciate other people. I think, let us get into a position where let's appreciate those who are not Christians. Keep loving them. Keep loving them. Keep loving them. Keep loving them. And in that way, you know, they will begin to realize that they're not condemned. That they're not condemned. I've told the story before, but I'm going to share it again. There was one man in, 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 um, in, in, in Blandford, and his wife and daughter became Christians and came to our church. Um, and he wasn't happy about that. He was an army sergeant. And he thought she was having an affair with something in the church. Um, and the point is this, that he saw in his wife and daughter that something had changed. That they had moved from being condemned to no condemnation. They had been born again, but he didn't like that because he was someone who was condemned in a sense. And the only way we, could, we felt we could meet that man is just become his friend. And my prayer would be today that many folk who condemn you because you're a Christian or who don't like you because you're a Christian, but you've, you and I have got friends who are not Christians. And I made a point of befriending that man not to bring him to Jesus, but just to be his friend. And I think today that if we want to, 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 to see people moving from being condemned to no condemnation, be friends with them just where they are. And, and I just loved being with that guy. First of all, he was, a very pra he was, he was, a, he was in the, the signals. He was a very good technical man. If, and I, from the neck down, I have no technical ability whatsoever. And the point is this. He was God's answer, even though he wasn't a Christian. And he helped me with my car. He helped me with so many different things. And, and we, we had a good laugh together. And I think there's a point there in our, our, our life that if we want to take this deep breath of, 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 of the fact that, that we are people who are, who are, who are not condemned, um, let us realize this fact that that man eventually, um, he saw the supernatural power of God in a particular situation in his home and he couldn't believe his eyes. It was one of those deliverance situations where he thought, what's going on here? What's going on here? He saw someone delivered. <laughs> and, and he says, well, I think I'll have to make a decision here, Robert. He always called me Robert. Um, <clears throat> I better make a decision. And over a meal table, he became a Christian. Him and his wife went out to work with, actually, Iris and, and, uh, in, in Mozambique. Now, folks, the end result of actually bringing about salvation to people, because we're living a no-condemnation lifestyle, um, and take that deep breath that I am in Christ, I am a new creature, there is a, an emanation of the Holy Spirit that will come out from us, that will move and change our lives. I think that's very important to understand this fact. So, folks, take that deep breath. It's knowing I'm not condemned. I am not condemned. I am not condemned. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not condemned. Come on, tell your, tell your I'm not condemned. I'm not condemned. You're not condemned, Brian. You're not condemned. You know, you're okay. I think you're a Christian. You're okay. He's a good car mechanic, so you better keep a Christian that way. The point is this, knowing I'm not condemned. The fourth thing is this, it's knowing I give pleasure to God. Knowing, that's a great, oh, I give pleasure to God. I give pleasure to God. Folks, do you realize he loves to receive from us. <laughs> that, that's found in, in Luke 11, 11 to 13. It says, the Father gives gifts, will, not give, will he not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
because God is generous. You know, you know, I give pleasure to God. I give pleasure to God. I think that's something that we've got to just and, and enjoy that. I give pleasure to God. Bob Kilpatrick, even though he is a Scotsman, you know, um, uh, he's born again. Um, and, um, and I will stand with the English um, in heaven and stand equally happy about that. But the point is this. You know what I'm getting at here? That, that it's, it's so lovely to realize that, that all of us in different ways, I can look around this, this lot here. You guys give so much pleasure to God. I'm telling you. And I can go around you all, you know, these, these Ely folks, you know, they give pleasure to God as well. And, and, and you, you guys, you just ooze pleasure as well. And, 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 and she keeps me right and you give me pleasure. Oh, I'm too near there. I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jules. Um, but it gives, it gives it, you know, we give pleasure to God as well as giving pleasure to But I look upon many of you here and many of you at the back there. You give pleasure to God. And, you know, God loves it. God loves it. He really loves receiving pleasure. You know, and, and I, I think that's something that we under underplay. Because by giving pleasure to us, to, to him, he then, over and above, gives pleasure and love to us. So that's a, a, a deep breath, and re realize this, that I, I give pleasure to God. I give pleasure to God, and, and I, I think we should thank the Lord that he wants us to give so much to him. And there are many verses I could quote that, that, that show that fact, and that's, oh boy, I'm so glad that as I am a son or daughter of the king, I give pleasure to the Father. And to me, that's very, very important indeed. Uh, and the final thing I want to, to share this morning is, is this. It's knowing I can be refreshed and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. I can be refreshed and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. And, and I, I just think that's amazing. And you'll find that in Acts chapter 3, when, when Peter talks about times of refreshing. And I think God is calling us to have times of refreshing. And he says in Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's be being filled. It's a continuous experience of, of, of being filled with, with, with the Holy Spirit of God. And I think there, there are many situations in our lives where, where we actually need to realize this, that, that, that every day, whether it is at home or this morning, I just sense the whole time of worship this morning and the words given this morning has been like a, a, a refreshing time. Do you, do you agree with that? You know, every, that's why it's lovely to see people responding, that you've all responded to, to, to give words and, and for the worship to flow where they've never been before, to just allow God. You know, when God comes into a situation, he takes over. And he does a better job than we could do. You know, he's, he's quite good at this, you know, uh, in guiding our lives. And I, I think there is a need for us to realize, and I pray that, that faith life will more and more and more be a time when the Holy Spirit will be released to flow as God directs. Because in so doing, um, I, I, this morning, I, I know I want to give my own testimony. I had something totally different prepared this morning that didn't fit. But the point is, is I had one or two bits of type in, my, in, my, in my, my phone, and I just felt that face. And I think, I, I think what, what am I saying in that? I'm saying as we're in worship, and as we're together, or alone, God prompts each one of us because we've got something to say. Yeah. 
God gives us something to say. And be confident, folks. Say it. You may feel nervous about it all, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, if you don't get it right, that's okay. If it's wrong, that's okay. But the point is, if you have a willingness to allow the Holy Spirit to refresh you and to be filled by the Holy Spirit, in so doing, you are empowered by God to be the person God has called you to be. And that's so, so important today. And that's a great, big, deep breath to, to be refreshed. And so I, I just thank God this morning for the way that all of you have flowed with God. And I pray that all of you this morning will have known a refreshing touch, that breath of God that would just take us into a new dimension of life that would utterly and totally change us. Because as we are changed by God, and as we are, we are blessed by God, He takes us where we have never been before. Yeah. It does. It takes us where we have never been before. And I think for many of us, God's going to release gifts in each one of us that we didn't, re didn't realize we had. Yeah. Many of you are, are, are just the lying dormant. They're lying there, and they need to take them out of it. Um, and, and, and so doing, because you will not only be blessed, but you will be a blessing to other people. And so often, so don't hide your, you know, don't hide your light under something. Just let it go out. And I, one, just, I want to finish with this one little testimony um, of, of someone that really showed to me someone that was, you know, fresh and filled with the Holy Spirit. There are many folk I can think about. Um, but um, I, I just, I, I've, maybe I've shared this before, but I don't know. But uh, I, I am, I'm blessed by having met so many people around, around the place. And, and it was, there was one particular couple that, that um, came to retire in Blandford. They were, they were missionaries from Africa, from darkest Africa, you know. They were from the Congo. They were in their early 80s. And they came to our church. Um, but yet, I looked at them. This is where you've got to understand who people are. Don't make, don't make up your mind about somebody right away. Because so often, there's so much more there. And I, I may, I, this is where I'm, I'm saying, you know, re realize, let the Spirit of God give you guidance in that. Because that couple came to our church. And, that, and, 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 and the man just, he prayed a different way that I've never prayed. You know, he didn't pray nice prayers. Thank you, Father. He went, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and all that. And it gave me a fright. It gave me a fright. I thought, what's this guy like? Go to watch this guy. But, you know, that's the biggest mistake I ever made. Because the point is this. Here was a couple who had given 50 years to missions in the Congo. They owned the couple that were maybe alive after a massacre. And I'm sitting there condemning them. There's another picture of me condemning. Um, but I went to that their home just to, to meet them. And, and uh, he was somebody that took me to a new level of the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm sharing this. He says, every time I went there, Bob, you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. That was what he said. Every time I went, every time I left, every time I went there. I thought, thank you, Harold, thank you. Thanks for the tea, thanks for the cakes, bye-bye. And off I would go. But the point is this, going again and again, I began to realize there was a refreshing presence there. There was the Holy Spirit there. His wife didn't say very much. She was very quiet. 
Um, and I'm the kind of guy that I like to know who people are. And I said, Alice, what's your background? What's your background? Well, well, you know, um, I came from, I come up from, I think it was Lytham, St. Anne's area. They, they, they lived before they went to Africa. And I said, so what's your background? Because anything she said was worth listening to. That's the sign of someone who's filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Anything, they may not say very much, but you know what they say is worth listening to. She didn't say very much, but what she said was good. I said, what's your background? She said, well, I, actually, I'm, I'm the granddaughter of Smith Wigglesworth. And I said, oh, that's nice, you know. <laughs> and I, I felt an absolute fool. You know what I mean? I felt an absolute fool. You know, here is Alice sitting there, the granddaughter of this guy whom many of us know. And <laughs> what a powerful... And she had, she had that inheritance. Can you imagine being a child with, that, with, with, a, with a grandfather like that? No wonder she was filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you know that, yeah? And she was refreshing. And so God is saying to each one of us this morning, this final deep breath, it's knowing that I'm refreshed and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And that's my prayer for you this morning, that you would just be released into that destiny, that you would just know that fact. And I say to you, be yourself. Be yourself. Don't try and be somebody else. I've watched many folk trying to copy the way people pray or the way people preach or the way they talk to you. No, be yourself. God created you. You'll do. God will use you the way you are. And then that's okay. Even you, Roger. That's quite remarkable, you know. But you, you know what I'm getting at? Just be, be yourself. I'm trying to be encouraging this morning. But my, 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 my Scottish humor comes out now and again. But the, the, but the point is this. We are children of God, and we can walk tall in this day and generation. And so take these, these five deep breaths, okay? Um, if I could just remember them. Um, come on, Ned. The first one is knowing you're loved. It's knowing I'm not alone. It's knowing I'm not condemned. And it's knowing I give pleasure to God. Is that right? And the final one, it's knowing I can be refreshed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So that's my encouragement this morning. I want just to to just realize that there's a a real presence here today. And I want to just be, I want to say thank you for all you guys that have just allowed God to use you and to encourage you because it's encouraged me as well. Because um, it's something that we need today. Take these deep breaths each day. Take these deep breaths that is there. And you know, you will physically and spiritually, you'll become strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. I want, I want, the, I want the worship group up. Is that okay? Is the worship group still here? Are they going home, are they going for, uh, have they gone home for lunch? In my, in, my, in my mind, I've, I've got an old hymn, actually. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. You know, I, I, I just think we need to just focus on that. Do you know that one, Vicky? Nicky? Nick? Play it in any key. Um. <laughs> all, 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 all the keys. Um. 
I, I don't know, do, have, you got, have you got the verses of that by any chance? No, just, just the chorus, okay, right. Could, could we all stand together, folks? Could we all stand? And I would, I would like us just to allow, allow this little song to fill us and to allow us to breathe in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. As we go this morning, there will be a refreshment and a renewal that will take us into this, this, this next week. Because God has a part for us to play somewhere this week. God has an encounter for each one of us that will bless us and bless others. But all I say to each one of us, know who you are in Christ. We are the children of God. We are a people of power. So as we sing this song, use it as a prayer to fill you and to bless you. If you want to open up your hands, just, just allow him to breathe into you his empowering presence in so doing. In Jesus' name. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We thank you that we are loved. We thank you, Lord, that we are not alone. We thank you, Lord, that we are not condemned. We thank you, Lord, that we give pleasure to you. We thank you, Lord, that we are filled and refreshed by the Holy Spirit of God. Why don't we all just say thank you to the Lord loudly together? Say, say thank you. Speak it out. Vocalize. Thank you, Lord. 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 For all you are. Just turn your eyes again. Just one more time.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for being a good Father. Thank you for the way that you have loved us with an everlasting love. Thank you, Lord, that we have an inheritance that will never fade away. Thank you, Lord, that we have a purpose in life today to bring people from darkness to light. Our prayer would be as we go out this morning that we will be like pure gold, totally and utterly luminous, that we would, each one of us, radiate who we are. Without even saying, if we have to use words, that's fine, but Lord, maybe we don't have to use words. Let us express as we take these deep breaths, because, Father, we have something that will be everlasting. So, Father, with this everlasting life, begin now to release it more and more in us all. And I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bob, for bringing that awesome word. We're going to bring our online service to a close now. So thank you very much for, for joining us.